Hello, and thank you for joining us on our program, Critically Speaking. I'm Cindy Mercer, and we are welcoming back author Jim Hammer. Welcome to the program, Jim. Thank you, Cindy. Jim, we were talking in a previous episode. We've been talking about our character and how God longs to transform us. And that is all exciting. And and you've been talking to us about bringing us to an awareness. We've kind of been you know, slowly getting there, but I believe you're really helping us understand how important we need to um, attain this victory over a critical spirit. But, you know, as we are doing that, there's something that popped into my mind. It's that temptation is is surely going to come and try to trip us up again and get us to go right back to that nasty spot of the critical spirit. Yes. You know, I kind of liken it to... um the enemy, you know, before we became Christians, we were in his backyard, so to speak. And I think of uh, when I lived in the city, I, we used to do a lot of things in our backyard. But the most um, comforting times and most relational times that I had were in the front yard mm. uh, with neighbors and things like that. And just sitting on the porch and talking to people. So, you know, I kind of liken it that the enemy had us in his backyard. Christ brings us into the front yard, and now the enemy is doing everything possible to tempt us and convince us and deceive us to get us in the backyard again. Mm. The other thing I I can latch on to, too, is that one Jesus is more powerful than all the demons of hell. Praise God. He's doing it, and all of heaven is doing everything they can to to bring us into eternity with them. But I hear... uh, a lot of people tell me that uh, the Lord knows my heart. Even though they know they're doing wrong, they tell me the Lord knows my heart. And then um, Jeremiah seventeen nine and 10 says that uh, he does know our heart and that it's yes. desperately wicked. And when we realize that our heart, our human heart, is we want to follow or what we want to follow for our own uh, selfish desires, is desperately wicked. No matter how we conduct ourselves, our thoughts are more dangerous than anything to our spiritual life. That's right. And since he he created us into his perfect image, and he knows everything about us, it only makes sense to do, as you have suggested in your book, Life Without a Critical Spirit, to to really listen to these promptings. When the Holy Spirit is, is striving with us and, and putting something on our heart, it should be really an alert for us to say, we should listen to this. This is important. We need this to help this transformation process. The Holy Spirit is constantly convicting us and leading us towards the Lord. And he draws us. We serve a drawing God. He draws us to himself. And and the power of the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, I like this one statement that I read in a a, a book, uh, It was a Maranatha book was the name of it. And it said that, pray that the Holy Spirit falls upon you like an electric shock to Mm -hmm. uh, free you from this sin-palsied heart that we have. And, uh, you know, I just love that, that the Holy Spirit wants to come into our life so powerfully that it would be like an electric shock to us. Amen. And just turn us right around. Jim, one thing I love that you have shared with us over and over again have been your your personal experiences, things that have happened to you, and you can only share with us 
how God has helped you in this victory. Obviously, it's helping all of us, I believe. But you recent or not recently, but um, some time ago, you had an experience that helped bring this point really home about the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Would you would you be willing to share that with us? Yes. Uh, before I do that, uh, I just want to let the, everyone know that the Lord isn't finished with me yet. He's still working with me, okay? But mm-hmm. he has got me, no doubt in my mind, on the, on the path that he wants me to go. Praise God. But I disrespected a man years ago, over 30 years ago. And uh, just uh, within the past uh, couple of years, the Lord impressed me that I should apologize to this man. And I hadn't seen him in maybe 20 years. And I said, Father, if you want me to speak to this man, you're going to have to bring him to me. And within a a matter of days, I think it was, I was within 10 feet of this man. I was so ashamed, I could not even look at him. And then about two or three days after that, I was within one foot of him. And I basically pretend like I didn't even see him. And then when I, I left that particular place, it was a place of business, he was driving out of the driveway, and I had, he had to stop for me. I walked right in front of him, in front of his vehicle. I totally failed the Lord. The Holy Spirit kept convicting me, you know, that I needed to talk to this guy. When I placed the conditions before the Lord, he brought this man to me three times. And although... I prayed that same prayer, Father, bring him to me, bring him back to me, uh, let me yeah. see him again. The Lord never did. So I wound up, and well, it was late at night, I know, I went down to his house. And I didn't know, I mean, to me, this was a very serious situation to my own mind that I disrespected him in such a way that right. I didn't know what he would do to me. But I went down, apologized to him, and told him what transpired, you know, because he wasn't even aware, I don't think, of what transpired 30 years ago. But uh, when I explained it to him, and and then he didn't say anything, and I left. So I don't know if he actually forgave me or not. So I I still, that thought lingers in my mind, but I know I did what uh, what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do. But the point I want to make is that this could have been very easily done, the Holy Spirit brought him to me, already prepared him, no doubt, because the Holy Spirit is working with each and every one of us. But That's I right. failed. And I had yeah. to repent of that also, failing to do what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do. And Jim, I was thinking as you were talking about this story, I think we've all maybe had similar situations. And often that person that we we want to go to and make things right, most of them they say, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't. I didn't know there was a problem, but maybe they're being nice or maybe it's not. But that's not the point. The point is when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you like he did to you, Jim, or or to me, it's something we have to get resolved or there's just no peace. It seems like we just struggle and and wrestle. And um, I believe that's just God wanting to take us to a whole nother level and being respondent when we hear him speaking to us. Exactly. And, and the Holy Spirit is constantly impressing us with different things. And, uh, you know, and, and there are a few times that I did not listen, but the majority of times I did. But I suffered the consequences for those times that I did not. You know, and I'm, when I say consequences, I'm talking about emotional or, or mental consequences. Well, this brings up 
something that I really want to talk about, and I think it would be so important for our listeners to hear. You you talk a lot about in your book about the Holy Spirit talking to us, but what happens when we're not willing to listen? Share that with us. Well, you know, I think about King Saul when he didn't listen to Samuel's admonition, what he should do, and then he defended himself, that he did obey the Lord, and the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from him. David, in uh, Psalms 51, one of his heart's cry was, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. And that was my same heart's cry uh, during that season of my life. Father, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Because once the Holy Spirit is taken from us, once we have committed the unpardonable sin and, and the Holy Spirit no longer uh, prompts us, uh, there's no chance for eternity. So it's actually a salvation issue when we don't listen to the Holy Spirit and, and follow him. Well, I can honestly say that there's a there's a part in your book, Life Without a Critical Spirit, that was pretty uncomfortable for me to, to read when you mentioned that he cannot impress, talking about the Holy Spirit, cannot impress a conscience that has been scorched and that is unwilling to listen. Those are pretty strong, strong words. That's uh, Paul's admonition in First Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, the Spirit expressly uh, says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own consciences seared with a hot iron. Wow. The Holy Spirit constantly is communicating with us through our conscience. And if we constantly refuse to listen, spiritually our minds will be seared. Mm. That's a tragic thought, honestly. It's a salvation thought. You know, if we allow that to happen, if we allow the enemy to infiltrate our mind to the point that we don't even want to pay attention to the Holy Spirit, there's no other alternative for the Lord but to reap the consequences of that decision. Yes, yes. So, Jim, are you, you've, you've been telling us, um, but I want to make sure our listeners are, are on, on board with this. So there's things that are separating us from Jesus. Is that correct? Yes. And the Holy Spirit will, if we allow, bring that to our minds. He will bring every hidden thought of our heart to our mind. And um, mm-hmm. that we need to repent, give it to the Lord, seek the cleansing, and um, the cleansing of our unrighteousness. And then we're also promised that uh, in um, Isaiah fifty-four seventeen, that the Lord will fill us with his righteousness. And I love that. Amen. That Amen. we can be cleansed of our unrighteousness and filled with the Lord's righteousness. And and one thing I I want to add is that the Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. And that's in first chapter of Joshua in Hebrews 13, 5. We have to leave the Lord. He will never leave us. That's right. And, And I praise God for that, that we serve a God that is so mindful and interested and concerned about us and is doing everything possible, all of heaven doing everything possible to get us there. Praise God. Nothing between my soul and my Savior. Amen. That's right. Jim, you're not going to believe it, but we are out of time again for today. But I am looking forward to continuing on this subject of life without a critical spirit. I'm your host, Cindy Mercer. Thank you, Jim Hammer, for being with us. And join us again on Critically Speaking. Have a wonderful day. 
If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. 